0: You're listening to PodCoast, a coffee catch-up with business owners on the sunshine coast hosted by jess boss and erin short recorded in different cafes around the coast and aiming to inspire our community with great business stories from our region we keep it low-key and local wowie do we have
1: a treat for you today we've broken format on this episode for something truly special we are recording today in the incredible podcast studio at havana house And that is because we are chatting to none other than the amazing Chloe, who owns both Havana House and Havana Productions. She launched Havana House this year. It is a beautiful photography studio and multifunctional production house. We chat to her today about how tragedy can serve as a real kick in the ass to remind you that we don't have forever and we need to pursue those dreams and just go for it. She has a beautiful insight on how standing by your values throughout your business journey is so important and how having a mission that aligns with those who you work and connect with brings fulfillment to you. Chloe has an impressive photography career where she's worked for international brands like Roxy and Billabong and a long list, but you can see through this chat that she just has a genuine love for helping others in business succeed, whether you are big or small, and she is just a genuinely good human who cares and has so much powerful wisdom to share. Without further ado, let's dive in.
0: Podcoast acknowledges the Gubby Gubby people as the traditional owners of the land we broadcast from, and we pay our deepest respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Okay, let's kick off. Hi, Chloe. Hi. Thank you for having us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining here. us at Podcoast. We're breaking <laughs> format on episode... Five, I think it is, Mm -hmm. by not broadcasting from a cafe and being in your beautiful (laughs) space. Thank you for having us here. Do you want to tell us about your business? Yeah, sure. So this is
2: Havana House. Um, We are a photography studio and production house. So we have two photography studios downstairs, a cyclorama flash studio as well as a natural light studio. And upstairs we have a podcast studio, which we've brought downstairs for today. And we have a private office and a workspace area. Um, we do events as well. Um, yeah, so we are a multifunctional production house for the Sunshine Coast and beyond. So, so it's good. incredible. It's
1: exactly what the Sunshine Coast needs. Mm, definitely, it's like a creative hub mm-hmm. for creatives, mm-hmm. and it's so diverse. With you're offering events, you're offering photography, content creation, mm-hmm. all in the one space. Yeah. What inspired you? Because you already have your existing business, which is Havana, Havana. Productions. And now you've taken this new business venture this year. What inspired the idea and turned it into a business?
2: Um, uh, it, it wasn't just like a one-time moment where I had this idea. It, it coined – I coined it maybe back in 2019. I was on a um, yoga retreat in Bali in Ubud and I did a lot of um, – A lot of grounding work where I got really clear on my manifestations and my vision and where I was in life and where I wanted to be. I did a lot of healing, um, a lot of just trauma clearing, things like, you know, I think when you do those self healing journeys, um, you clear a lot of space for new energy to come in and new ideas and fresh ways of thinking So I knew back then that I wanted to create a space for others to be a part of. Um, I wanted to create something that people felt safe and comfortable within, regardless of where they're at in their career. Um, And I really wanted to be kind of like a guiding light, but without, I don't want to put myself up on a pedestal. That's not what I'm saying. It's more like just being, I don't know, a pathway for people to kind of reach their goals. I didn't know how that looked. I didn't have like, yep, it's going to look like this and it's going to be here and it's going to work this way. I just knew back then that that's what I wanted to do. And then COVID hit um, and any kind of idea was put on the back burner, whether it was going to be um, a build like this or whatnot. And then my father passed away recently, um, coming up to two years ago now, and... It was at the start or the end of last year um, where I just said life's just too short and it's kind of I think it sometimes takes a tragedy or something pivotal to make you have a realisation that, yeah, we, we don't have forever, we don't have long at all. My dad was 58 yeah. so, and he did a lot in his life and he was an amazing businessman and he taught me so much of that so I felt I already had some tools leading into this business. My brother's also a really good businessman and a mentor to me. So I knew I had that behind me, but it was really just that kick in the ass that was like, just do it. Like you can't stop thinking about it. You want to do it. It's a huge investment. It's a huge risk. Um, and I just said to my partner at the start of the year, so I was twing with it last year and I was looking at locations and then at the start of this year um, – I found here and I got the keys in February and I said, we're doing it, we're doing it. And it just evolved from there. So it's
1: just one of those things you you take the risk, you learn lessons, you grow and you just jump in and it turns into something beautiful like this.
2: Yeah. And I think you just never stop growing and you always have lessons to learn along the way and that's just part of business. But if I didn't do it, Um, And didn't feel that gap that I was yearning for as a photographer in the industry. Like I felt incredibly limited by what was on offer, even though I love the places on offer here and I love the people who own them, I felt limited. And so I just wanted to create somewhere that I would want, as well as I knew was hoping that others would want it as well.
0: Um, Obviously, coming from a photography background, you've started with a photography studio. Mm -hmm. Did the event side and the kind of podcasting and the... Conference room, mm-hmm. there was that always a plan, or was that kind of a going? Actually, I want to make this a bit more
2: yeah versatile. It, yeah, so it wasn't always the plan. It was it was an option because I I I worked within a company prior to stepping out into my own business. I was a videographer within that company for four and a half years, and a lot of the work that I did there was podcast editing. So I had that skill behind me, and when I fleshed out what I wanted it to be. Um, it just ev- it kept evolving and I kept using the skills that I've gained over my years in the industry to provide a service for others and fill, a- fill another gap that was necessary here on the coast. So it was more about I wanted something incredibly beautiful but also highly functional and with that came, okay, well, let's build this and let's build this. And it wasn't until I knew that I could put a me- build a mezzanine in here that, that really became, it was always, we could do that, but how's it going to look? How's it going to work? And, you know, we had ideas to put it down here first in like this big enclosed area. And to me, it was just pointless because it's taking up space and functionality of the studio. So it was once I knew that we could have a mezzanine and I got that approved, um, it was all guns blazing from then on to flesh out, well, how else can we, you know, have a point of difference? How else can we cater to what people need and meet them, where they're at yeah so just
1: branch out and keep branching a
2: hundred percent and utilizing this space exactly and it is that beautiful and that it can be an event space and that's why we made everything on wheels so not only can you move it to wherever you need for lighting purposes but also for event spaces so you can move things out of the way nothing is stuck anywhere curtains you can pull across or take back depends what you know you want to use it for
1: You've thought of every mm. every last detail. Mm. Yeah. Along it, the way, have you found there has been a challenge or something that you've had to overcome since? I mean there's probably been many yeah. hurdles to overcome. Yeah. But is there one that stands out?
2: Yeah, there's been little obviously with business come little hurdles. So there's been setbacks in like delays and when you rely on other people, Um and the unavoidable delays of the build and things like that. So from the get-go, there's always been little setbacks, but we've had to pivot and try and, you know, just um, work our ways around that. Uh, In the business itself, I think it's also just um, managing and meeting everyone's needs and doing the best that we can to meet everyone's needs. Everyone is so different and I think I'm a people pleaser by heart and I do everything that I can to make everyone feel welcomed and go above and beyond for them and then sometimes just realizing that you know I can't give everyone what they want all of the time Um, I think a personal challenge for me has been that because sometimes it's easier to delegate those tasks to other people like a studio manager could take care of that but I really take pride in setting the tone of the voice for the studio and having that personable touch so for me, I think it's just been challenging, trying to navigate everyone's demands and needs um, the best that I can. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And with such a diverse it is. range of people that you look after.
0: It is. Yeah. Um, what type of people are hiring the space? Oh, jeez. Mixture. <laughs> Mixture. Yeah. So we
2: have um, a lot of photographers obviously use this space um, with their own clients. Um we have a lot of personal branding step through our doors so we offer in-house photography and videography as well with myself at the moment but we will get a bigger team on board next year to expand that. Um, we have brands, a lot of brands step through our doors, fashion labels, product, um, podcasters. obviously. We have like a uh, beauty beauticians come through and use the private office for their clients so they'll bring their bed and you know just I love to see the versatility that people use the space how they use it and how they interpret it it's really quite unique um yeah we've had Uh, events uh, a lot of females this is our demographic our demographic is females and I'm all about it I love that and I love the men too who come through our doors we love the men too too. females tend to bring the
1: energy (laughs) yeah
2: and it's a very empowering energy and we very are clear on that we support everyone who come through our doors and we are very inclusive in this studio so we don't treat others less than and we expect and and want that kind of respect in return Um, so I think standing by our values we attract those kind of people to our studio and it just so happens to
0: be strong independent women (laughs) like yourself (laughs) yourself. (laughs) 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 Um, it's funny because it's something you probably can't obviously you can plan and you can have a target audience and you can have your values but really when you open up your space like this it's probably quite hard to plan actually who's going to walk through that door and it could change, I imagine, over time of I don't know, different people seeing it and going, Oh, that looks like a good space or like you said, all your things are on wheels. So I'm assuming future plans might be, oh, I can change the colour of that or update the shape of yeah, that backdrop. Definitely. Which would hopefully just keep the evolution is so there's yeah. so much scope.
2: Yeah. And we and we <laughs> offer that service as well. So if people have a specific um a brief for their shoot we can repaint a wall that's not a problem one oh, of our backdrops we do offer that as a service mm-hmm. um yeah we get many event inquiries for parties We don't do parties. (laughs) We do. Disclosure. Do (laughs) not do parties. Do not do parties. (laughs) Do not ask if you can have your 21st birthday. Or your 18th. We just don't do that. We're just not built for that. You know, we first and foremost are a photography studio and production house and events come second. So we want to keep the integrity of the build and the design and structure. So we are mindful of the events that we do uh, allow to be in here. But we do, yeah, get many different inquiries put it that way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no red wine on the also. Like, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <They're>
2: too nice.
1: <laughs> Chloe you're so you're so humble and down to earth um, but we know you're you're a well-known photographer and you've worked with some pretty incredible brands mm. like Roxy and Billabong and you've traveled and mm. done lots of amazing things. Is there a standout moment or time in your career that you're really proud of that you'd love to shine a light on? Oh,
2: there's so many little moments and big moments um, throughout the years. Um, just pinpointing one's pretty tricky. I, I love to story. I love storytelling and I love to help people. That's just who I am by nature. And I think if I can, like, yes, working with Roxy is amazing. I've been with them for a few years now and it's I think when I first got that job, 16 old me, sixteen year old me was like screaming inside, jumping up and down because when I got into, when I did my Bachelor of Film, um, my vision and what I manifested in Bali was I wanted to do campaigns for Roxy and I had other brands, yes, Billabong, um, I've done a couple with them as well, but I wanted to, Roxy was my number one. So when I got that, obviously that was, holy crap, it's happened and then it's like, now what? Like, okay, I've got it, like the bar's here. That was my five-year plan. I got it in like two, now what? So then, but I've been able to maintain that relationship with them and keep working with them and I absolutely adore them. So that's worked out amazing. But along the way, I've also been able to help smaller brands and I've also been able to work with um, other personal branding clients who have a beautiful mission in life. And I think that's really fulfilling for me as well, because if we're in alignment, I don't care how big you are, I don't care how small you are, if we are in alignment and your mission is of beautiful purpose, helping you get there and helping you achieve that in your business is so rewarding and fulfilling to me. Um, I don't think, I think that if you focus on just uh, like status or, you know, brand power or things like that in, in whatever, in this industry anyway, it's pretty depleting because it's not it's not always what it's cracked up to be so working with you know smaller clients is just as rewarding um as opposed to you know the many big ones that we all all
0: strive for so
1: that's beautiful yeah really beautiful
0: good answer um (laughs) (laughs) i
2: was gonna ask the same question (laughs) what's it like
0: working with international brands
2: (laughs) oh it's yeah roxy's a dream honestly like um I have loved every minute of working with them and every campaign I get creative freedom. We have a relationship now where um, Talia, who I work closely with from Roxy, trusts me. um, We have a mutual respect and love for one another. So it's a dream. And it's a dream to see, you know, that work on such a public platform. It's amazing. Um, And then also being able to travel and you Know, work with other brands overseas and see the world a little bit and get to experience. You know, I, I had my children really young, I was 22 when I had my first, so I think I may have, in a sense, done life a little bit backwards. So, people usually travel in their 20s and then really focus on their careers later. Um, yeah, I'm kind of I try I, tra- I want to travel now, and obviously, I'm focused on career, but. Uh, I'm in a different phase of life where people are probably now stepping out and having babies and, and doing all of that. So yeah, I'm that thirty something year
0: old. you are actually the same age. Oh, I yeah. Found out <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you're right. I am life stage where I have two small children yeah. now. Yeah. And traveling is I love travelling and want to do as much as I can, but it's definitely trickier with little ones. It's so so hard. I'm kind of holding out a little bit. Yeah. So they're bigger. Yeah. yeah. And
2: and and, and then they get bigger and then you have to pay for a full price seat. Yeah. Well, after two, <laughs> you have to
0: pay for a full price
2: seat. <laughs> and, and then and accommodation.
0: I'm a, a bedroom <laughs> for them. It's like six months old, ideal time for traveling, oh, I think. Fully. Six months yeah, old, you just lug them along. They oh. can't move. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to pay for them. Yeah. And then after that, you probably need to wait until they're like, oh, I don't know. Until don't they know can old. appreciate it, you know. Yeah, until they, exactly. Because, you
2: know, we've gone to Hawaii and done things as a family. Yeah. Um, over the years and and my, my children can remember bits and pieces of it, but not really. And so it's so interesting to see, okay, even when they were eight and five, they can only remember snippets now. Um, so I would always suggest maybe wait until they're a bit older where they can actually involve themselves a bit more in the activities and really enjoy and soak it up and have those embedded childhood memories because, you know, Such we get point. to our age and we remember so much of our childhood and, and they're beautiful memories to have. Um, so, yeah, I think travelling is important for kids as well. So I would love to actually take them on more work trips. and. Have you done that already? No, I haven't had the... Luxury yeah. in the budget to do that. Three uh, <laughs> budgets please. have not included two young children <laughs> and a whole team. Yeah. Um, no. But ideally that's, I suppose, yeah, there's the next goal, hey? Yeah. That's where you'll, <laughs> yeah, you'll
1: take my baby for sure. The yeah. kids will be with you. Yeah. I always used to say to my husband, we used to travel a lot and I used to say, oh, we'll go and live in Mexico. We'll take the kids. When we have kids, we'll mm. travel Central mm. America. Mm. No way. Not a chance. That was unrealistic. <laughs> That's not happening.
2: But I think. <laughs> but one day. Yeah. I think also I take my hat off to those who actually strap that baby on and just go for it. And Just do it. Because I wasn't that mum. I was brave. like structure, you know, um, you naps, know routine, then. naps. And. Now my friends are having their babies and they just, I'm just in awe of my closest friends having babies now because I was not like, they were chill. They're travelling to Bali and Bub's like three months old, you know, things like that. Um I do commend them on that. It's yeah, impressive. I yeah, think it's realising as
0: well that you can travel but it's very different travel. You're not going to yeah. be, well, again, people do do it but you're probably mm. not going to be doing the Inca Trail with a one-year-old? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> On However, the back of a scooter. Yeah. Creeping around so barley, so you, can, yeah. you might be With able the to go. Tang. <laughs> yeah. I will say,
2: though, my girlfriend who took her bub to Bali, she bathed her in bottled water oh <laughs> <gosh. Yeah. laughs> because, the, it's it, you know, nobody wants her to even get a bit of Bali water in her mouth because you imagine the damage. Oh, yeah, and we had a lot of, that. like, laughing messages back and forth. Or she'd just do like a little wipe down with bottled water. And I was like, girl, that is smart. (laughs) Like that is smart. You're still in Bali. Yeah, you are in Bali. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I love that. that. I guess it's the same with managing a business and having small children. It is. A lot of entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, many that we've had on this podcast are absolutely killing it. They're running businesses. They've got small children. It's doable.
2: Yeah. It's not Um, easy. It's not easy. But doesn't mean that it can't be done. And I think you have to have that work ethic and I think you have to have that desire and passion for what you're doing in business because otherwise it's easy to give up because it's very tricky to try and juggle it all and be it all and not feel guilty. Like the mum guilt that creeps in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty brutal.
1: We have touched a little bit on branding, but mm. what kind of role do you think branding plays in a business and sort of marketing strategies wise? Do you have any recommendations for creatives listening in? They want presence. They want to build their business. Yeah. You do it so well.
2: Yeah. Branding so important. Messaging is so important. Tone of voice is so important. Um, we still, while marketing is necessary for traction um I truly believe in investing in marketing is key when you start up a new business especially even if you're growing a business or dropping a collection or putting out a event or workshop like if you want traction we can't rely on organic growth but in saying that I think what's even more important is to still have that personable touch Um, we are a very disconnected society now Um, we our time, you know our brain span is very limited. Um, so I think also for me personally, having this uh, this business, I want it to be an experience as much as what it is, you know, a brand. So when people come through the doors, you know it's the little touches that I make sure is done like a candle's lit and it smells nice. Um, the aircon's pumping now that we have aircon, thank goodness. <laughs> that's been cool. It's, you know, um, the bathroom's got luxurious products in there that it's kind of got that Airbnb experience feel. And I also want to welcome people personally while I can. Um, so, branding is key though for an online presence. You have to have a strong brand, you have to have a strong message, um, whether that's, you know, your byline or that tone of voice that you have in every post that you do. Um, I have a social media manager, so I work very closely with her. I delegate a lot of my social media. so I will oversee the bigger things, so inquiries and and things like that. Um, for the time being, I will oversee and and I'll respond to those. Um, but for the posting and things and scheduling, we have a strategy each week, um, but I delegate that. And then as well as marketing, all my EDMs or um, any paid socials, any paid ads, it's all delegated. The strategy's done. I am very involved in it um, to ensure that our messaging is delivered correctly and our tone of voice stays the same. So there is that consistency. But I definitely rely on people who know what they're doing and I believe delegating to those who are experts in their industry, you can't do it all. And you shouldn't want to try and do it all because it's not going to drive your business. It's not going to scale your business. You need to sometimes step out and see your business from a third party point of view. And then you can kind of see what needs filling in. What else can you do to help drive the business forward? Um, Because when you're in it so much, you can't see that. So I do believe in delegating a lot. But in branding, you have to – that's one of the first things – to be clear on, yeah, definitely, That's
1: extremely helpful for people. Mm. I think it's good for people to hear too. You can't wear all hats. You can't do everything,
0: uh, to a point. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. when you're, if you're a startup or something, sometimes you kind of have to to get yourself oh, off the ground. Definitely. But there should be a turning point when you say, "Hang on a minute, my energy is not best spent doing social media or doing accounting or doing whatever it is that exactly. you need help with." And I think you're right if you use people that are experts then you can then focus what you're expert at 100%. and really knuckle down.
2: Exactly. And really um, then you have more time to, you know, focus on what you're good at and what actually drives your business forward. But exactly what you said, like mm. startup and the budget. And it was very important when we started this business and we launched in at the end of July, I knew for six months I was going to take on the admin and be here for people when they enter those doors. I, I wanted to do that and I still want to do that because that's the tone of voice that's very important for us to set the standard um, for our customers and our clients and our audience. Um, the first thing I delegate – well, I had marketing from pre-launch, so I've been in heavily invested in in that before we even launched, um, which got the traction from the get-go um, – but then yeah the first thing delegating was social media because i can't deal with that it's just too much for me and then but i still do the admin and i still do those kind of and it, while i'm run off my feet we didn't want to overcapitalize straight off the bat i didn't want to bring a team on board with the unknown kind of we want to give ourselves the first year to see where we are where we're, and where we're heading Um, and then we'll get a bigger picture of the team that we can bring on board. So it is, it's true. Like you have to do the hard yards and you can't go into business thinking, yep, I'm going to have, well, you can, maybe some people, you know. (laughs) But in my experience, I think, well, for me personally, I think um, delegating little tasks and things that exactly don't use your energy well and then grow, see where you're at and then bring on more rather than doing it in one big hit and having that stress of a team and you're responsible for their salary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Straight up the yeah, and then you're, managing, dollars, um, you're managing you know you're managing more people yeah, then. yeah exactly and, and that's, that's exhausting a, it's a different
0: role as well if it you want is. to be hands-on in terms of you specifically you want to be there to greet people at the door mm-hmm. you probably can't do that if you've got a team of 10 people because no because exactly. then you
1: become more of a team manager a exactly. lot of creatives are also better at the business being in their business yeah. than rather than being in hr or Definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely those sides of the
2: business. Definitely, but. and I've never had a desire to manage a whole bunch of staff. I've wanted a place where people can come and, and be a hub, but I've never really sort. I don't have that vision to be running a whole big team. Um, we will expand, obviously, in areas that we need to, like other photographers on board when I'm unavailable for in-house photography. Um, but yeah. Where I can fill in the gaps and where we can make it work without as many people, we will. Yeah.
0: Sounds good. Um, what are your future plans for Havana House? <laughs> Give us a little sneak peek. <laughs> a little sneak peek.
2: <laughs> well, let's just say this is the establishing location and build. Um, we have big plans. We don't want to rush it though. I don't believe in scaling quickly. I believe in just you know riding the wave and just going through the ups and downs of business we're so we're in our infancy so I have no desire to rush this process but we do have bigger plans to do more Sorry for my see. vagueness. That's, okay, <laughs> okay. that's fine. This, this episode
0: is actually going to be broadcast in the first week of January. Oh, great! So Thanks. we'll be in 2024. So amazing.
2: Well, we'll be, be doing workshops next year. Um, so in 2024, I'll be hosting some photography workshops in here. Um, yeah, we have a few, a few things in the works for our community. Um, that's our focus. It's not about how can we make more money or make more of Havana House. Like it's more let's give our community more value. Let's help nurture the community the community that we already have and let's see where they're at, where do they want to go and let's meet them. And if that means more of this or bigger of this or fleshing this out deeper, then so be it. Or if this is just going to suffice that, then so be it. But we're here for the the ride. Right, reasons, Yeah, definitely. In for the community. And definitely. the Sunshine Coast needs it.
1: And this kind of business model is so collaborative. You pro- you must see it so much. Do you find the Sunshine Coast are a very collaborative community? You see I, probably collabs happening left, right and centre in here.
2: Honestly, and I know this sounds really naive and because I'm a photographer and I've been here for a, a long time, since I was 19, I did not know that there were so many photographers on the coast until I opened this studio and I think we get caught up in our own little niches and potentially, you know, where we have our clientele and we have our niche and we stick to it but and the amount of creatives and um, beautiful humans that we have here (laughs) on the coast honestly like very lucky very lucky and it's such a progressive part of australia and i think it's underestimated and i think it's undervalued sometimes because that was one of my hesitations when i wanted to build havana house it was like do we have the demographic do we have the people that can sustain our vision and i took the risk and surely we definitely do and um having yeah the Sunshine Coast support us has been beautiful. We've had Brisbane. We get a lot of Brisbane clientele. We get Gold Coast clientele. We've had people fly from Melbourne, Sydney. So we do. We are attracting different people because we are so unique. But the Sunshine Coast has really stepped up and filled the gap that we thought. As you said, there. it is very progressive
1: here. This is why we started this podcast. This is what we're doing. We yeah. both in our industries have recognised so many incredible people here on the Sunshine Coast just doing amazing things. So we wanted to give them a voice and a platform yeah, I love because that. the Sunshine Coast is just full of cool people doing cool yeah. shit. <laughs> to, I've been
0: trying to knuckle down what, What's the what's the gap in the amazing things that people are doing and the kind of lack of awareness mm. for it because I don't know if it's because we are Someone described the other day that the Sunshine Coast is like a village of villages. Mm. So people kind of, if you live in Noosa, you probably don't go to Cloundra very often it's or so up to Mullaney, and for example. And if it's because you just kind of focus on your little areas versus if we were in a if we lived in Melbourne, maybe, maybe you'd know everything that's going on because everyone's just the CBD's there and it's all in the centre. And I can't, I don't know what it is, but it's it's unique. And I actually love it. I like the fact that you I'm constantly surprised with just the talent that's there it's really good and
2: it's so true though villages in villages because that's why we built it here Mm -hmm. because it's central point because noosa they don't travel over the bridge so if i wanted to build on my (laughs) end of the coast no way would i get anyone anyone from noosa wanting to travel they're like that's too far (laughs) don't go out of of the bridge because even (laughs) when you think of like sunshine coast everyone thinks of noosa or like Malulaba, you know, so, and they're very different because we are little, and Coolum's quite um, niche as well. So everyone's got their own little vibe happening in every part of the coast. And I love it. I think it keeps it interesting. I think it keeps people inspired. And we are a coastal, uh, obviously, we're a coastal part of Queensland, but I think the cities, I don't know, I, we're underestimated here. Yeah. I feel we're in comparison, you know, to Brisbane and things like that. We have just as much talent here and I'm seeing it firsthand because of the studio. So, yeah, it's really, um, really cool and really beautiful to see. Couldn't agree more. Mm. Is there
1: a Sunshine Coast business that you could recommend? Just one? It's hard to choose one. Oh, <laughs> Some, my gosh. Something you love that you would love to shout out to. We always love to do a little shout out to another business.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'm going to shout out to um two because they're a part of this process and I have so much gratitude for them and I highly recommend them so uh Christy Lawrence from Bond Theory she was my designer on board for Havana House so we worked incredibly close together she is um a weapon and her talent is crazy and the experience was phenomenal working with her. So I highly recommend her. She's a creative genius. And then also, um, Smith Madden Agency, Creative Agency, uh, Lauren and Amber. So it's all fit. Fe- it's funny how they're all female. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody on my team was female except for the builder. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend them too. They're creative, beautiful humans. Um, and, yeah, I th- I could keep going. <laughs> Where do you stop? That's, thank you for that. Yeah. We will link to both of them yeah. so everyone
1: can check them out. And I think it
2: would be great for people if, you know, talking about branding and talking about marketing, I mean, it's a great way for them to get maybe um, touch base with Lauren and Amber and, and get a feel for what they offer in that marketing and branding space because they
0: are wizards in that area. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, final question for mm-hmm. you. If you have a piece of advice for someone on the Sunshine Coast in a creative industry or just in a business who can learn from you in some way, what is it? What's your piece of advice? Oh, um, I think
2: it would be if anybody could learn from me, I guess it's just trusting your vision and trusting that Just go for it, I guess.
0: (laughs) Common answer. (laughs) Well, I think it is. I
2: think because that's inspiring for people. I know that doing big things like this may have felt incredibly daunting for me at one point. I've grown a lot since I coined this idea and since I took the leap to step into this. um, I was very hesitant around, um, you know, investing so much into something that may not work. You know, taking that risk, it takes balls to get over that line. And it wasn't easy for me. I had my partner without him. He was like my biggest supporter and hype man. He was like, you can do it, babe. I was like, but, and he's like, you know, I I was having, you know, little moments where I was like, what if I fail? And he's like, if you fail, we'll get back up. It's fine. And having that support in your corner and just that little push to get you over because once you're over that line, you just go. There's nothing stopping you. and But getting over that line can be incredibly debilitating for people because we have so many limiting beliefs, we have so many fear-based values, wherever they stem from, from people, we have it and that's okay and imposter syndrome and all of that negative stuff but use it in a positive way and just realise, yeah, okay, that's there but what if it works? What if I can help people in the process? What if it turns my dreams into a reality so I think if I can inspire anybody to just go for it I don't want people to fall on their face <laughs> and fail be like don't do it like do your research and make sure your business model's good I'm not trying to give ill advice but I think if you have a strong business model and if you have a strong idea and vision and everything lines up and and the only thing stopping you from making it work is your fear then I think I can inspire people to maybe take that leap of faith. Um, But, yeah, I think go for it, life. For me, I truly believe life is just far too short to have any kind of hesitation. And if you do fail, tomorrow's a new day. You will get back up. You will. I know so many, so many successful people who I've personally chatted to since opening this studio who lost everything at one point. But they got back up and tripled it, you know, and they're happier. And they're now travelling. And it's not all about money and tripling in business. But, obviously, you do need that to succeed. So, I think finding your version of success and if it all lines up for you, then go for it. That's such an incredible way to end <laughs> on the
1: episode <laughs> because I'm, I think everyone would have had so many key takeaways even just from that piece of advice. Mm. So thank mm. you so much, Chloe. Oh, thank you. This, we're, we feel very lucky to have been chatting with you oh. today. And I think our listeners will just enjoy that chat so much. Thank you. You have had such a journey. You have so much wisdom and insights to share with everybody. And we are very blessed to be here in your beautiful space. <laughs> and you can feel your energy yeah. and you just light up the room. So yeah, I appreciate it. Thank that. you so much. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> what Jess Thanks, said. Thanks, <laughs> Erin. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Thank you. It was great.
0: What an episode. Chloe is amazing, and she shared so much wisdom learned from her own experiences. We felt really privileged to be in her beautiful space to record the episode. We highly recommend you check it out if you need a photography studio, anything for content creation, podcasting, meetings, professional events. It is a beautiful space, and every last detail has been thought of. Real asset for the Sunshine Coast. Thank you, Chloe, for being an amazing interviewee and we could have spoken for hours. As we mentioned, we didn't record this in a cafe. We did get takeaways from Slide Coffee, which is across the road um, on the Cullum Industrial Estate. I'm a little bit biased as they're one of my long-time favorites, but I highly recommend them. And they also have a coffee house in Caloundra. If you want to find out more about Havana House, you can find them online at havanahouse.com. That's H A V A N A H A U S dot com. Or you can find them on socials at Havana Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more about podcasts, you can find us on socials at The Podcast. We hope you love the episode and we wish everybody a very happy 2024.